0: Wherever you get your podcasts. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code IBM. Let's create. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that demystifies history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Lussier, and today, we're looking at the traumatic day when Americans learned that despite what the circus said, unicorns still didn't exist. The day was April 12th, 1985. The chief veterinarian of the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced that a famous circus animal alleged to be a unicorn was, in fact, a goat. Earlier that month, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circus had revealed the supposedly mythical creature during a show at Madison Square Garden. The unicorn, known as Lancelot, was introduced with appropriate fanfare. He marched across a path of rose petals as the theme song from Rocky played in the background. The circus claimed that the unicorn had simply wandered into one of its tents after a show in Houston the previous summer. According to Lancelot's handler, Heather Harris, no one knew where the animal came from or, quote, whether it flew here or walked or took a train. Most audiences didn't mind that cryptic backstory. They were just thrilled to see a real live unicorn even if it did look suspiciously like a goat with a shaggy mane and a weird horn. But not everyone was happy to see the so-called living unicorn. After the New York debut in early April, animal rights groups such as the Humane Society and the ASPCA voiced concerns about the animal's welfare. They were pretty sure that Lancelot wasn't a real unicorn, and they wondered what the circus might have done to make a normal goat look more like a storybook creature. Representatives from the ASPCA went to the circus to investigate. They expected to find a fake horn strapped to the goat's head, but once they got up close, they could tell the horn wasn't a prop. This was even more troubling to animal rights advocates. It suggested that a real horn had somehow been implanted or grafted to the center of the animal's head. Such a process would not only be painful, but could potentially affect the animal's long-term health as well. In light of that discovery, the president of the ASPCA implored the public to boycott the circus. He also demanded the chance to examine Lancelot, as well as the three other unicorns that served as stand-ins for the show's star. However, as you might expect, Ringling Brothers said no. A spokesman for the circus refused to comment on the origin of Lancelot's horn, or his status as a possible goat. Instead, he stuck to the company's script, saying, quote, The animal arrived at our show in Houston in July 1984. We don't know how or why, but they were just there. As the cry for boycotts grew louder, Ringling Brothers fought back by taking out full-page newspaper ads urging fans to come see the living unicorn for themselves. The text warns, Don't let the Grinches steal the fantasy. It was at this point that the Department of Agriculture decided to step in. It dispatched a team of veterinarians led by Dr. Gerald Toms to determine whether the animals in question were some kind of goat or something else, as the circus claimed. After inspecting Lancelot and his stand ins up close, Dr. Toms announced that they were indeed goats. He then added, quote, But if you want to surrender to whimsy, then they're unicorns, too. More importantly, the vet was able to confirm that the goats were in good health. Their horns were not implants or artificial additions and the animals didn't seem bothered by them at all. The next day, Ringling Brothers held a press conference celebrating the all-clear from the USDA. They showed x-rays to prove that Lancelot's horn was a natural extension of his body, and even encouraged reporters to pull on it to show that it wouldn't come off. The circus felt vindicated, but it wasn't a complete victory. After all, Dr. Toms confirmed that the animals were officially goats, not unicorns. Some people thought that constituted a bait-and-switch. The circus had promised a living unicorn and instead delivered a one-horned goat. However, Ringling Brothers had an answer to that criticism as well. Spokeswoman Debbie Lind said, quote, As far as we're concerned, it's a unicorn. A unicorn is an animal with one horn. And hey, she's not wrong. By now, though, you're probably wondering what the deal is with Lancelot's horn. How did he and his three stand-ins, Galahad, Avalon, and Percival, all wind up with one central horn instead of two lateral ones? The answer, as Dr. Gerald Toms deduced, was that the goats had undergone a surgical procedure at a very young age. When a goat is less than a week old, the buds of its horns are still a part of the skin and are not yet connected to the animal's skull. Because of this, someone was able to maneuver the unfixed horns into the middle of the goat's forehead and then stitch them close together. Over time, as the horns grew and intertwined, they gradually fused into a single horn. If anesthesia was used during that procedure, then it's unlikely the animals felt any pain or suffered from any lasting effects. But even if they've felt no discomfort, there's something inherently distasteful about altering the biology of a developing animal purely for the sake of aesthetics or to make some money. To be clear, though, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus didn't have anything to do with the actual surgeries, and for that matter, neither did any doctor. Instead, the horn manipulation was carried out by Oberon Zell, an artist, writer, and self proclaimed wizard who had a passion for cryptozoology and neo-paganism. Zell became fixated on historical references to unicorns, the horse-like creatures whose single horn was said to have purifying effects on whatever it touched. Zell's studies eventually led him to the research of Franklin Dove, a biologist who had developed a method for fusing the horns of a goat back in the 1930s. Intrigued by the prospect of crafting his own unicorns, Zell, who had taken biology and pre-med in college, decided to give it a try. With a bit of effort and the help of his life partner Morning Glory, Zell pulled off the procedure. Pretty soon, he had nine single-horned goats, or unicorns, and from 1980 to 1984, he made a living displaying the animals at Renaissance fairs. During these appearances, he was, of course, dressed like a wizard. Eventually, Zell was put in touch with Ringling Brothers, who were always looking for new acts to freshen up the show. The circus was impressed with Zell's unicorns and signed a four-year licensing deal to take four of the animals on a national tour. It was reportedly worth about $500,000, but as part of the deal, Zell had to keep quiet about his role including the methods by which the horns had been grown. Although the circus had signed a four-year deal with Zell, it ultimately cut Lancelot from the show after just two years. The decision was largely meant to keep the show from getting stale, as rotating acts ensured that repeat visitors wouldn't see the same circus every time. But you have to imagine that all of that negative publicity was a factor as well. In either case, once public interest in unicorns had cooled, the circus moved on to promoting its next big act. And that was King Tusk, a 12 foot tall elephant, whose tusks were thankfully in the right places. As for Lancelot and the backup goats, they returned back to Oberon Zell and Morning Glory in 1987. According to an interview Zell gave years later, the star animal was never the same after his time in the spotlight. Zell said, quote, He was generally pretty depressed, because he loved being a show animal. I built a barn and corral just for him that we dubbed Fort Unicorn. We took care of him until his eventual death a few years later, in 1991, at the age of 11. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus carried on itself until 2017, when declining interest and long-standing concerns about animal rights finally forced the show to close for good. In today's world, unicorns are firmly back in the realm of fantasy where they belong, meaning that fans of symmetrical goats can finally rest easy. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about unicorn history today than you did yesterday. If you want to learn even more about today's topic and see Lancelot for yourself, look us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can write to us directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. work.